Welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. It's the 12th of September, 2023, and my Facebook account has been locked. Why has it been locked? Well, it says that some Instagram account that is linked to my Facebook page doesn't comply with community standards, and so I cannot access my personal page or the Snake River Lib page. What I'm going to do with that, I don't know. How do I appeal the decision? Well, I log into the account that's not mine, the Instagram account, and request an appeal. However, when I log in, tried to log into that, and it said it doesn't exist. So, there we are. Welcome. Thank you so much for listening. This actually is not going to be very long today um, because I did one yesterday. Actually, it's fairly long. Perhaps that's why. I don't know. But we're just going to talk a little bit because one of the things that Republicans are hitting on, and I think it's a mistake, is talking about President Biden's age. Age, I would agree, is an issue for an elected position, especially because you have to consider the the possibility that he may not live out his term. And because of that, you have to consider who the number two is, in this case, Kamala Harris. I don't think that age is the issue with President Biden, although I think age exacerbates what the real issue is. And I want to do, for that, I'm going to do a comparison. Um, Russell M. Nelson is the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, some 17 million members globally. He is the president of the church as well as the prophet of the Lord, to the people of the earth, not just to the church, but his counsel that he gives when he speaks in the name of Christ is given not just to the church, but to the world. Now, I know this sounds like a view from the rim post, but it's not, because I want to point out a difference. President Nelson, last Saturday, I think it was Saturday, turned 99. So, nearly 20 years older than the President of the United States. He, in the last general conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, has a general conference twice a year, in April and October, where leaders of the church speak. Forgive me. He uh, has mentioned that he was observed sitting while he gave his one of his talks, and he also has admitted that he occasionally uses a walker now because he has balance issues, and because he's ninety nine years old, you know, being the prophet of the church does not grant him a pass from the from the effects of age his bones are fragile he his muscles and 
joints are tired and worn. And so like all of us, as we get older, he has those frailties. And whether or not his mind is sharp, I would say that his mind is very sharp. He has perfect pitch, which I'm extremely jealous about. Plays the piano. He was also a world-renowned heart surgeon before he was called to the apostleship in the 1980s. Nobody would accuse him of being frail, although there have been past presidents of the church that have been considered by some that perhaps that they should step down from their position. And the difference between the President of the United States, which is an elected position, and the President of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is that you're the senior apostle, and you hold, and as an apostle, you serve that calling, in that calling, until you die, essentially. Or you commit some sort of a sin or something that causes you to be removed from that position. So President Nelson is in that position. Now he does, when he speaks, probably uses a teleprompter. Most people do when they're speaking. He speaks very clearly and doesn't mumble. Probably the biggest thing going for him, and this is here's where the difference is between President Biden and and President Nelson. President Nelson has lived a life of being honest with everyone around him. And when you're honest with everyone around you, you don't have to worry about what you told whom. Joe Biden, on the other hand, I mean, you go back to his first presidential run in 1988, was outed as a plagiarist and a liar. And as Joe Biden has gotten older, the stories that he tells many of which are not true and have never been true, have become reality to him. Think about when your mind is so conflicted because you don't know who you, to whom you have said what. And so what do you do? You regurgitate the same old things. You, you talk about how you were graduating the top of your class, how you, um, as a lawyer, how you played football, how you had a, a grew up in the Puerto Rican side of Delaware, you know how you took out some thug named Corn Pop when you were younger, how your kitchen fire, which lasted twenty minutes. and caused very limited damage to the house, 
grows into comparable to the fires in Maui and the hurricane that just hit Florida. Because he has told these lies, or exaggerations if you would rather, for so long, I'm not sure that he is capable of distinguishing between truth and falsehood. And with that being the case, is it any wonder that he doesn't know where he is sometimes? Is it any wonder that he says things that have no basis in reality? Because he has always said what the audience wants to hear. This is a great moral lesson for the world, actually, in that you may be forgetful as you get older. But if you always tell the truth, there's not going to be gotcha moments. There's a lot of gotcha moments with President Biden. Again, is age contributing to his problem? It is, most definitely. He, he vacations every weekend. He claims he's homeless, and that's why he goes to the beach. When what he really means is, I need to get away from the 24 7 uh, check in of visitors at the White House. A president that takes off essentially 40% of the time. Now, Donald Trump is, you know, for those that argue that Joe Biden's too old, uh, newsflash, Donald Trump is not much younger. And so the arguments that you use against Joe Biden, age is one that you can't use. And you shouldn't. Now, you can talk about the difference between Donald Trump and how people thought he was crazy and he was just crazy enough to do it. Like, for example, push the button. And there's no better example that when he was first president, he was at Mar-a-Lago and, and uh, uh, the Chinese supreme leader was there. He whistled up an, an airstrike in Syria, a missile strike in Syria. That was a message to the world. Mostly it was a message to China. Now, he just might do it. The world 
in general, I'm not sure if I want to say they hate the United States, but much of the world is envious of the United States. Because of the relative prosperity, the lack of violence, although it's changing, the fact that the fact that many of these cities have have violence rates that rival cities that people are allegedly fleeing from because of violence in other countries. And in many ways, they, they don't like us. And so if they don't like you, and they're not going to respect you, which they're not, then what are you left with? With Donald Trump, they were left with fear. Fear that Donald Trump just might follow through. You notice the bookends of the Ukraine situation with Russia. Ukraine takes the Crimea Peninsula uh, away from Ukraine in 2014. I think it was the year. Don't quote me, and I'm not looking at it right now. And then Russia sits back for almost a presidential term, you know, and then some. President Trump makes a commitment to get out of Afghanistan, has certain rules and and, uh, agreements put into place with the Taliban because he recognizes that nothing's going to change there. One of the first things that President Biden did besides you know, torpedoing the border and the energy situation was to cancel the agreement that Trump had made with the Taliban regarding Afghanistan. But he knew he had to pull out. The thing is, they try the the uh, Biden people try to say, well, this would have happened even if Trump had been in. The problem is, is that once they broke the agreement with the Taliban, which the Biden administration did, you can't say that this would have happened under Trump because we don't know because the agreement was gone. So where do we go? I guess it's better for them to be afraid that you're going to push the button than for the countries to laugh at you. Nobody laughed at the United States under Donald Trump. They may have hated him. They may have may have gnashed their teeth at him. And that's not good either. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not saying that's the best way to be. They may have made fun of his idiosyncrasies, but they feared him. Because they knew 
that it's quite possible that he would do what he said he was going to do. Whereas nobody has any fear of the United States under the Biden administration. In fact, a Donald Trump administration on uh, January 20th of 2025, if the war in Ukraine isn't over by then, will probably end on January 21st. Because if Donald Trump, which again, the lib doesn't believe Trump can win, but if Donald Trump was to win re-election, my guess is he would go to Putin and say, you need to work this out, otherwise I'm just going to drop it on you. And China would, would say, you know what, we're not going to threaten Taiwan anymore. Right now, these actors don't have a care in the world. But don't use age. I think that it is the years of lying, the years of exaggerating, and some cognitive decline. Uh, everyone gets worse when they get older. My mom's 86. Believe me, I see it. But when you've spent your entire life lying and living a lie, where you don't know what's true and what's not, that takes a huge toll on your ability to be clear-minded because your mind has become such that you don't know what's real. It's the Snake River Lib. I hope I get back on Facebook sometime. Um... But in the meantime, check the Twitter feed, fill the SRL. Have a great day.